Welcome to the EU Matters podcast, brought to you by EU Watch. We are an NGO committed to encouraging debate about the European Union and its policies. In this episode, we talk with Iranian dissident and human rights activist Arash Hampai, who was jailed several times in the notorious Evin prison in Tehran and was tortured by Iran's security service. He fled to Europe in 2016. We spoke with Arash about the situation in Iran and what the European Union can and should do to support the Iranian protest movement. Hi Arash, uh, uh, thanks a lot for joining our podcast. Um, I wanted to ask you a few questions first uh, on your story, on your uh, upbringing in Iran, uh, on your experiences and the experiences of your family. Maybe you can tell us a little bit what happened uh, and how you came from Iran to Germany. Hello. Um... Uh, if I want to talk about uh, my own experience, it's, it starts from uh, when I was 12 years old. Uh, that regime uh, killed, uh, shot my father when I was 12 years old, and then they killed, executed my uh, biggest brother. And then, uh, yeah, and and then I start my activism against the regime, against the regime uh, in uh, different cases like uh, activism for children's rights, for women's rights, for worker rights, worker rights, and different activism. And also for the um, uh, refugees, uh, refugee rights in Iran, because we know that the how the situation of the Afghanish people the situation in Iran. So in in these years, uh, so seven times, if I want to say very shortly, seven times uh, the regime they arrest me and they took me to the isolation room for one month, two months, five months, six months, and the last time um, they prisoner me for three years. Uh, and six months I was in isolation room, and then the two years half I was in a politic uh, prison. In this um, six months, that uh, I think uh, everyone they hear how they torch the uh, prisoner and they raped him, they torched him, they killed some of the prisoners in the prison. And for me, my experience, uh, they torched me physically and also psychologically. So psychology, for example, uh, when they arrest me, they didn't allow me to have a contact with my mother or with my family to tell them where I am, that my mama don't have to search, I don't know, uh, for two months and don't find me. And uh, and also the so the uh, some of the time that when they want to come and uh, they they come to me and they say we arrest also your mama and he, she is there if you want to work with us you know as a spy or whatever so uh, you know what will be happen to your mama and we will rape her we will kill her we will torture and my mama was sixty years old one old old woman and this is just uh, just a small example how they torch prisoner in prison and psychologic and uh, but physical they how they torch me for example all my teeth here is uh, not real teeth they. And they broke my t- 11, 11 of my teeth, and uh, and also I had a three time experience of the I don't know how it's called in English that uh, they show you that the court uh, decide that they have to excuse you excuse what is the name this uh, ah, that, uh, that you would be hanged yeah yeah yeah, yeah they show they show me this and uh, they say um, okay you didn't uh, work with us and uh, so tomorrow morning at four o'clock uh, be ready we want to take you to the place that uh, to end your life but did you uh, get a trial or anything uh, or they would just threaten you with execution like that 
No, this is just, uh, it, it was just lie. It was just lie to approach me psychology, you know? So they just showed the, the, the paper and they said, they, the person who always punched me and who want to take the things from out of me, and he come, uh, his parents, he, show, he say, this is, uh, we become the, from the court, they allow us that they decide that we have to uh, excuse, excuse you tomorrow morning because you didn't want to work with us because you are not honest with us because what we asked you you're just ignoring and you say you know i don't know him i don't know this group i not you know what i mean they just want that you work with them as a as a, their spy and when you don't want to work them they uh treat you like this so they show me one paper and they say okay it's tomorrow four five o'clock i just want to say very short because it's a long story how it started and how they did so, uh, you know, I don't know how you can, if you can feel it that uh, for 24 hours, how was your situation that you know that at four o'clock morning, you have to be dead and you have to lose your life. We start saying goodbye to your mother, to your family, to your love, to your, you know, and uh, this was my, this is, uh, and uh, at four o'clock and they come and they catch me and they close my eyes, my hand, my, my, my feet. And then they bring me uh, downstairs uh, of where I was and they, they bring us and there was a big, big room that there was was bloodly and and there was the one mullah uh he uh wants to read the quran and you know and uh, so they say okay you can write now your last letter to your mama they know that how i uh they know that how much i love my mother they know how they can uh touch you you know they don't touch me with my brother or with my i don't know love or anyone they touch me with my mother mostly and uh, so, and I say to them, I don't want to write any letter because I don't want that my mother have any material that if, until the end of her life, if she touched herself with my words or with my paper. So I didn't want to. And then uh, the uh, the one we call it um, Haji, the head of this uh, people, he say that okay, now it have to be finished. And then they put me under the table and then they hang me like this. He say to the soldier, finish. And when we, we, he want to uh, take the table down off my feet that I go down and I get dead. Uh, in the last, uh, they did this just for one minute and then they took me out and they say, no, the Haji say we, we want to talk again with Arash. Maybe he decide to work with us. And then they bring me to my isolation room again and three times uh, this happened. So this is, I don't know how I can say this is, a mock execution. Yeah. And they wanted what from you? They wanted uh, that you tell them your your comrades, uh, other people. Uh... But they bring me paper and they write, they was writing some name of organization or group or people. And they want me to sign and to write it. Yeah, I know this and they did this and we worked together. But I didn't know them at all. I didn't hear their name at all. You know what I mean? They just want me to be a spy. And also they say, for example, yeah, when we can release you and when you go out, we can also give you the money, everything, but work with us. You know, so you can be uh, in the picture. You can be the, uh, you can be against us, but you can give us any. You know, they just want to, that I will be the, is part of the people. And when you don't accept it, they kill you, or they say, okay, now you have to go to prison. That's why after the resolution room, I go. They send me to the prison for three years. Was that the revolutionary guard? Did you find out afterwards who the people? inside the regime were who did this to you uh they was from uh intelligent um we call it etlaat uh there was not sipa but there was etlaat uh, the security intelligence and which prison were you in which uh, place i was in evin prison in uh, we call it uh, 350 
but there was a place we say that Bandesi uh, Sado Panja, uh, uh, but it was special for the political activists. So it was 100 people in this big uh, uh, yeah, place. When did you decide that enough is enough, you have to leave the country? They released me, I think, if I'm not wrong now, they released me to, in 2015 or 2016, they released me and I was just for four months, I was free. But in uh, in this period of time, I was also active. And uh, after the prison, I changed my activism just to, uh, uh, just uh, for human rights activists to give the eyes for the poor people in poor area which was also the most of them there was Afghanish refugee. And, uh, and I just uh, focused on this activism, but uh, because we uh, we uh, we complain against the regime that why you have to, uh, why you have to do this, uh, you have to do this kind of uh, fascism act action to this uh, Afghanish people, you become a lot of money from the UN, but you don't understand anything. And also you torture them, you, you use them as a soldier, you use them as, a, I don't know, uh, many things. And uh, and this is their situation. And also, there was many hate uh, attack of the Afghanish people. For example, if just one time per year, one Afghanish person he raped one Iranian girl, you can see this every day in all newspapers. You know, it is uh, propaganda against this nation, against this people that they were uh, brainwashing for the uh, Iranian that yeah, they are so dirty people, they are uh, rapers, they are bad, they are our enemy and um, uh, to make to separate the hate uh, against this nation and we was uh, part of my activism too was uh, against this and uh, and also to help this uh, kind these people in, in in iran and of course uh, also i write against the regime and um, it was included i was also uh, had the con connection with uh, a political prisoner family, because you know when one uh, one father who is political prisoner who is political when he go to prison, there was nobody to support him, uh, to support his family, to support his daughter or his I don't know wife or his family, and uh, they needed support because many times in in most time when they they arrest me and I go to prison. They also uh, don't allow my wife or my mother go to the work. They go to the the workplace and they say they are political, but they are against the regime. They are I don't know against the whatever, and uh, they shouldn't work in your company. They shouldn't work in your uh, magazine. You know what I mean? So they boycott all the family that they can have an income. This is how they um, touch their uh, political prisoner and also their family. So. Part of our our activism to support their family, to support the, the political prisoner family, and uh, but in four months uh, they send me, they call me, and they send me message that I have to go again to the court, political court. Uh, we call it uh, Engala, uh, and they say me you should you should uh, this time go to for 19 years prison. You know, it was just they didn't give me any paper, and it was not legal that, uh, but. They treat me like this, that we have a power as we as we did uh, that you three years you was in prison. This time you will be 19 years in prison. And tomorrow at eight o'clock, you have to be in the court. We will see you there. It was also the this call from intelligence. The, so that's that's why the reason that I just had the one hour conversation with Mama that, yeah, they call me and they say this. And I, tomorrow at uh, eight o'clock, I have to be there and probably directly I will go to the prison. 
And even if they lie, they just want to uh, lie to me that I will be, I will have 19 years prison, even if just for two years, three years, five years, what I have to do. Again, I go to prison or what I have to do. And my mama, we just cry, you know, it was a very emotional time that we have to decide uh, that I go to prison and my mama can't see me again uh, for a few years or I just have to go out of the Iran. And my mama just uh, was crying. She just said, just go out of the Iran. I don't want to see your dead body. I just want to know that you are alive and you have a good life and you have a safe life. Go to Europe and uh, just be safe. So in the end, they forced me to decide to leave my mother and to leave my home, my own nostalgic, my brother, everything, and to just uh, flee to the Turkey. And you fled the same day still? The same day, yeah. I, um, it was two, three days I was in the way, and I go to Tabriz, and then uh, to Bazargan, to the uh, border, and uh, illegally I go to Turkey, to the van, and then Ankara. And then you, you went to Greece and into the European Union? Uh, yeah. You mentioned before we started uh, that uh, the Iranian diaspora, including in Europe, including in Germany, is being threatened by agents of the regime. Uh, we had in, in Germany last week a, a report which said that uh, the Iranian uh, intelligence services are carrying out operations, especially against opposition people who have left the country. Uh, what was your uh, experience with this? Uh, did you get threats when you arrived in, in Germany or in Greece? Yeah, I, I become threats in Greece and uh, also in Germany. But, you know, unfortunately, I become every day in social media, public threats that they want to kill me. Uh, you know, in Twitter, uh, there is menacing and also sometimes message. And also there was, I had experience that, for example, in Greece and also in Germany, when we was in the protest uh, is, um, in, in Hamburg, when we was in, uh, in the protest in front of the embassy or somewhere, the people very clearly comes and say, be careful, we are everywhere. Don't continue your activism against your country. It was not uh, against my country, it was against the regime who want to destroy my country, you know? They know that really Europe don't care about us. They don't care about me as a political uh, uh, exile from Iran. They know that I don't have any protection because they know that they did already 600 terror outside of the Iran. You know, when they, uh, when they, uh, when they exchanged Assadullah Assadi from the Belgium, you know, the story of them. So um, they, they, can, they can find, uh, they, can, they can feel so, so much free uh, that they can come and they treat me for this. They can say to me, if you want to continue, we can do whatever we want to, you know, and uh, they, they, remain, they remind me that, you know, that you have a two years old child. You have to now be careful of your child, not be careful of, I don't know, any group, you know. So this, is, this, is, this comes uh, from the European Union because I, as an Iranian ex exile, I accept that uh, because I'm in Europe and I accept that the European countries, they protect me. You know, I, I need the protection uh, against the terrorist regime that we know that they 600 terror in America, in Asia, in, 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 in Europe. But um, unfortunately, what we saw that they don't protect us. Also, they have a deal. They, they have a deal. They give the, the terrorists to back to the Iran. So we know that uh, this, this have a message to the terror regime that 
yes, you can uh, continue your terrorism, you can make the bomb, you can uh, kill the people, and in the end, we will give back you, uh, we, will, uh, we will send back your terrorist people uh, to, the, to the Iran again, like Asadullah Asadi. Before we get to that subject, maybe let me ask you one more question on the security, on the safety of the people in the diaspora. Uh, why is it that they, they're unsafe in, in, uh, in certain European countries? And why are the police and the security services in, in Europe not doing enough to protect you and other people? This is also my question, you know, uh, why they have to feel so safe. So, for example, uh, just as an example, we had some protests uh, against the regime in front of the mosque, Bulu Mosque in Hamburg, which is uh, famous now, everyone they know. And we are not, this is also propaganda from the regime that we have to be careful. We are not against the Muslims or we are not against the Islam. We are not against the mosque as a mosque. We are against this place because we know that this is a propaganda place for the regime. You know, this is, we know that this, they are under the, completely under the, the family uh, decision, you know. So that's why we make some protests there. And uh, very clearly, many times, we have a proof, film, picture, and voice that the people from this mosque come out outside and tell us that they will kill us very clearly. We share that, uh, not me, the, but Yasmin or some of the other friends, they share the street, but the police don't do anything. And the police protect the most and the people from most much more than us. So you're basically saying they protect the institution that is uh, supported by the regime that serves in a way as, a, as the German uh, intelligence services said uh, as a second embassy for the Islamic Republic in Germany, uh, the Islamic Center in Hamburg. Uh, they prefer to keep that open uh, instead of protecting you, the opposition people uh, in Germany. Yeah, but you know, there until now there there was a, there is a many many proof that it shows that this mosque is not a normal mosque. They have a they have a hand uh, with Hezbollah. They support the Hezbollah, and there is a proof. It's not a just word. There is a proof until now, and many proof it shows that this this place, this uh, Bulu Mosque, have a uh, communication with Khamenei directly and also with Hezbollah and some other terrorist group. You know, and also Asadullah Asadi had the one um, notebook, and uh, he wrote it, uh, that the many things come out of his notebook. I don't know if you know this the story of his notebook that the the, the Germany say they find it the name of this mosque also in his notebook. This notebook was uh, uh, that he wrote uh, the people. Uh, the, the 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 terrorist regime uh, connection in different countries, for example, in Germany, in Belgium, in Austria, in, in French, and they find it also the name of the most blue most in his in in his notebook. It you know there is many proof, but until now the German decide to just uh, ignore the voice of the Iranian people and to just protect the place which is against the Muslims people also in Germany. You know, but many of the Iranian ex exiles are still Muslim. They are not uh, atheists, you know? And uh, it is dangerous also the, for Muslim people. And it's also, uh, it is also so dirty face of the Islam, you know? Because uh, the, this, this, this place is, have a proof, have a connection with terrorism. You mentioned uh, Asadi, uh, uh, who was, of course, uh, an Iranian diplomat who was arrested uh, 
over terrorism charges, over plans to 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 attack the Iranian diaspora opposition in in Paris, I think, and uh, and he was arrested and then uh, sentenced to more than twenty years in prison in Belgium, and he was exchanged uh, a few weeks ago uh, against uh, three uh, or four actually four um, uh, hostages held in Iran. Uh, one was a Belgian uh, hostage. And uh, there were two Austrians and one from Denmark. Uh, if you look at it as some person who is not involved at this deal, you would say, okay, they got one terrorist and we got four people out of Iran. Uh, isn't that a good deal? What would be your answer to that? I would say that the, the, all, the, uh, all the European people, they don't want to go again anymore to the Iran as a tourist. There is no anyone, uh, any uh, any European citizen. There, there is no anyone right now in Iran. So, do you want to boycott your people? And you say you don't have a right, you, you don't have a right to travel to the Iran. So they will do again the same, you know, uh, until because it's it's not if it, it was not first time, it will it will be not the last time. They did for many times with uh, USA, with Europe, with Asia. You know, they did this, and uh, with this kind of action. You, as a European, you just send a message to this terrorist regime. Don't worry. You can do whatever you want to. But in the end, we can exchange some prisoners with you. You can just arrest some of our citizens for no reason. And you make the label of the, I don't know, um, uh, I don't know, any label of them. And then, and then we have to change again your next terrorist with our citizen, which do nothing, which is just tourists in your country, but you arrest them and you make the label just because you want to exchange with your terrorism. You know, this is a clear message for terrorist regime that they can continue this hostile. They give them more power to the terrorist regime. They will not end this, you know, because the terrorist regime will not end to take the hostage of the European citizen. They will not end to take the hostage of the American citizen. They will continue, you know. What about those who are now in prison in Iran? Some of them are threatened by execution. Uh, one Swedish uh, person was executed a few weeks ago. If you were to advise a politician in Europe what to do, how to get these people out, what would you tell them? What, what can they do and can they do anything? You know, the experience showed that the, the terrorist regime, when there is more negotiation with them, they go more forward uh, for doing what they want to. But when, for example, uh, uh, the, some of the European countries or USA, they boycott them, they have a, some radical action against the regime, you know, they are afraid and they go back. I think this is, this is, what, I, this is what I ask and also many of the Iranian, uh, we did many of the Twitter storm as the Iranian people in Twitter, in Instagram, in whatever. And we ask very seriously and we demand from Euro and from USA that don't do any negotiation with terrorist regime. Don't release any money for terrorist regime to have more money to kill more people. And don't have any negotiation, you know, and don't trust this regime and don't recognize the regime as the Iranian, uh, Iranian state. You know, they are not, uh, they, they, are, they are our enemy. So, uh, this is the, this is what I want to I can I can ask from European uh, and also the other governments that to just stop any kind of negotiation with terrorist regime and to start to support Iranian activists inside the Iran, mostly inside the Iran and also outside of the Iran.
if you are really believing the democracy, and also if you want to really have your own safety, because the regime is not just dangerous for the Iranian people, it's also dangerous for European people. As I, as I mentioned to you that around 600 terror was happening outside of the Iran, in Europe and in America and everywhere. So as, as, as you support this regime, you will become more dangerous in your own, uh, for your own citizen also, you know? Uh, so uh, this is uh, what I can ask to just uh, recognize this regime as the enemy of democracy, as the enemy of the humanity, as the enemy of the peace in whole the world. And don't recognize this regime as our state because we don't recognize him, because we, we recognize him as an as a, as a enemy of us. I think you know, for sure you know that, for example, in one of the protests three years ago in Aban, they killed 1,500 people in three days just because they make protests. It is not a small number. There is big, big, big another number. They arrested more than 20,000 people in Israel and they raped them, they killed them, they excused them. So how you can how you can recognize this terrorist as an Iranian government? How you can make deal with this terrorist regime? I ask for German government and also European government because you know we know the European as a, the Europe that believe the democracy, Europe that believe the humanity, Europe that don't support the terrorism, Europe that people uh, that support the people. If you support the people, if you are against the terrorism, and if you really want to protect the democracy and humanity, you don't have to have any negotiation with the regime which killed 3,000 people in three days, uh, uh, which rape every day, which kill every day, which excuse every day the, uh, the innocent people in Iran. They killed two years old child. How you can make negotiation with this regime? Can you understand the people say, we don't want to interfere. It's up to the Iranian people to rise up after the protests uh, that started last year in, in September. We saw a, a big uprising. It has apparently now uh, died down, or at least uh, um, it's much calmer now than, than it was. Uh, but would you agree with some people who say this can only come from the inside, from Iran? And if it can only come from the inside, can the Europeans and the others really support that protest movement? Can they do something? And if they can do something, what concretely can they do? I would say what I what I feel that uh, that the protests get down because the uh, solidarity come down. Because you know that we always we hear from the people inside the Iran that we saw that when, for example, some celebrity or some politics, some parliament, they support very very hard, they support very friendly, the Iranian uh, protests and Iranian revolution. It was so beautiful atmosphere. And they become inside the Iran, the workers, the students, uh, people, they become much, much energy and hope that yes, we can done because the world, all the international, all, we have international solidarity and support, you know, but this solidarity, international solidarity and support come down, 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 because we understand that in the, uh, in the background, there is a, some negotiation from USA and Iran, from Europe and Iran, you know, and the, the, the solidarity come down. And that's why the people, so for example, you know, what's, uh, what's, what was happening between the UN uh, Human Rights Council and Iran, that they chose this terrorist government, you know, this is, this is really, I don't know if I should say, is this the biggest joke? I don't know if it's shame. I don't know what I can say this, you know, when the people of the Iran, they see that uh, for example, there is a, uh, the, the, the UN chose the, this regime as a, as a chief of the Human Rights Council. You know, they lose their hope that there is no support. 
you know, and they are, they are, of course, they, they still continue. For example, in the Zahedan, you can, you can hear every Friday there's a, a protest in Bandar Abbas, in Tehran, still there is a protest. So we hear, for example, the protest of the students. We hear in, in last month, there was a three time, there was a national strike of the drivers and also the uh, Petroshimi and uh, so some other uh, workers. It's, it's still, but it is, it is not so hard like how it starts for some reason. The first reason, we didn't, we couldn't support them uh, perfectly. For example, in the inter for the internet, as I, as I told you, and also we, we couldn't support the, uh, the strikers, you know? The strikers, they are revolutionary, but they are also human. They have a child, they have a wife, they have to pay the rent, they have to buy the food, you know, they have to have some income. And when they just for one, two, three, four, five, six months, they make a strike from where they have to, uh, they have to be alive, you know? And they are not uh, a small number. They are thousands of the, uh, workers who have to make the strike. And for this, uh, they need really big, big, big donation and big support, you know? And, Does that uh, money arrive there? Let's let's assume it's collected here. How can it how can it be delivered to the right people um, and not to the regime? Exactly. This is also the this is also the challenge that we have to uh, the opposition leaders and also European Parliament and they have they they have to come together and they have to think about they have to find a way. You know, I believe that the opposition of the Iran outside uh, who who is outside. They have a link, some uh, some links inside the Iran with the groups, with the workers, so they can find a way. This is a challenge. So, for example, I personally, I really don't know how how this can be how this can be happen because we are talking about the thousands of the workers in maybe sixty city. You know, we don't talk about the five people. That okay, I would I know how I can send to these five people. You know, this also need uh, really uh, how uh, we have to organize this uh, to uh, to go to the uh, correct people. And also the, to think about their safety, because if the uh, uh, the regime find that a person I don't know become any money from the opposition, uh, get arrest. So uh, this is this is the challenge. But I hope I hope the opposition and also European uh, Parliament they really care about it and they really also come together and think about this how we can do that. You know, and uh, so the another another uh, another things is. Uh, unfortunately, because you know the the cyber team of the regime is so so um, uh, big, and they spend so much money, and there is a thousand of the fake account in Twitter, for example, or you know the um, uh, spy inside the opposition. So they they uh, they they make the atmosphere untrust atmosphere between us as opposition as you as you see we can't hidden it as you see that in last weeks there's a, there was a big fight between the opposition right right left and middle you know always they they start to have an attack with each other because who made this atmosphere regime made this atmosphere with who with some spy that they become the promise when they was in prison as i told you that, uh, that when they work with them with uh, so for example i'm um, I call myself against the regime, you know, and always I show myself against the regime, but uh, but in the back, I'm a spy of the regime. What I'm doing, for example, I didn't I didn't say the regime is good. I still say regime have to uh, uh, um, uh, remove, but I also attack, for example, uh, opposition, for example, Reza Pahlavi or for example, Massey or for example, Smiley, you know, this is the separating the lie and the misinformation and also 
making the separation between the opposition because he was so united in the beginning. But now we get separate. So this is also one of the one of the, another reason why now we didn't see the the same atmosphere inside the Iran like uh, it started in the beginning. If you had a message to the EU leaders, a short message, what would that be? What should they do tomorrow morning? Hear the hear the voice of the Iranian people. What they what they are asking for you. Put the IRGC in the terrorist group. Don't support and don't have any kind of negotiation with. Uh, regime in Iran and support politics, Iranian politics inside and outside of the Iran, especially inside. Find a way how you can support strikers inside the Iran and find a way how you can support the internet, free internet for Iranian people. Arash, thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Very interesting. Thank you. Mm -hmm.